It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is 7 News with Angela Cox. Good evening. As we go to air, Black Lives Matter protests are unfolding across the country. These are live pictures coming in right now from Sydney, where demonstrators are marching through the city after winning a legal battle in the Supreme Court. Whose lives matter? Black Lives Matter! Whose lives matter? Black Lives Matter! Similar protests are also happening in Melbourne. These pictures are from the steps of Victoria's Parliament. The marches were inspired by demonstrations in America following the death of George Floyd in police custody. We have team coverage beginning with Cameron Price in Sydney. Cam, what's happening where you are? Yeah, Ange, good evening. Certainly a, a very large crowd where we are at Belmore Park, where this protest has ended in the past little while. The crowd is beginning to thin out. Some suggestion that it is moving to a, a second park, Alfred Park, but uh, estimates of between 40 and 50,000 people gathering at Town Hall and then marching through the city to Belmore Park, a number of speeches. Uh, you get the sense, though, generally today quite peaceful. There was a significant police presence, but they have certainly stayed at arm's reach. There have only been a handful of, uh, a handful of arrests, but amongst the crowd, certainly plenty of passion. We spoke to some of those involved. That's why we're here, just to like let the world know what we're going through, the pain and suffering, what we're still going through. We need to connect and show respect to each other. George Floyd, he, he died in the same way as my son, fixed old. And he had all marks the same as George Floyd. We've had enough, we've had it up to here. Y'all want to say it's lit? Y'all want to say fam? Slay queen? If you can appropriate our culture, then why can't you speak up? Show up when it comes to our black issues. Cam, the New South Wales government was trying to stop this protest going ahead, but organisers had a win in the Supreme Court at the 11th hour. Yeah, and a significant side story in this uh, protest. Yesterday's challenge by New South Wales police in the Supreme Court that rendered this protest unlawful. Today, a last-minute appeal was successful, overturned that ruling in the Supreme Court, deeming the protest lawful. 
Police, as I mentioned, have stayed at arm's length, often facilitating protesters to move. We're understanding at this stage they are telling police they want to move from what was supposed to be the end of this protest here at Belmore Park to the Prince of Alfred Park nearby. We understand that is about to happen, Ange. OK, Cameron Price, thank you. Let's bring in Cameron Bode, now in Melbourne, where similar demonstrations are underway. Cam, thousands have gathered there. Has there been any trouble? Wange, well, this protest is still a live event. We have thousands of people here gathered at the intersection of Flinders and Swanson Streets in the city. The crowd stretched back several blocks from this location too. Clearly the biggest gathering we have had in Melbourne since COVID-19. Now, they've marched through the streets for the last three hours. They've also heard from several speakers who have added their voices to the Black Lives Matter movement. Australia is not the United States, but Australia does have its own long, dark, brutal past of oppression. Our crime is daring to be black in a country that's dominated by white. Cam, Victoria recorded no new cases of COVID-19 overnight, a milestone achievement, but the crowds we're seeing right now are making health authorities very nervous. You're right, Ange. I mean, there's been some obvious breaches of social distancing. We've got thousands of people jammed together side by side in the streets. But to this point, there have been no individuals given fines for that matter. But the uh, police say prior to this protest action that they would hold the organisers responsible. Ange. Cambo, thanks so much. Let's go to Brisbane now. Approximately 30,000 people have packed King George Square for protests in the past few hours. Demonstrators outlined a 14-point plan they want the state government to implement. It focuses on ensuring fair treatment for suspects in police custody and called on officers to speak up if they witness corruption in the law enforcement community. To Adelaide now, and what you're seeing is a packed Victoria Square anti-racism protesters gathered today for peaceful demonstrations. The event was given the green light by South Australian police, which granted organisers an exemption from social distancing restrictions. To the US, and Donald Trump has fuelled anger again, this time invoking George Floyd's name while spruiking the latest employment figures. His rivals have called it despicable. And in the capital, the local mayor has sent a very public message to the president. Our US correspondent Amelia Brace is in Washington, D.C., standing on a huge mural painted on the road to the White House. Well, this really is an act of defiance from the mayor of Washington, D.C., having the words Black Lives Matter painted on the road to the White House and renaming the area Black Lives Matter Plaza. The move, a tribute to protesters who were forcibly and violently removed from the outside of the White House earlier this week. It also comes ahead of a huge protest tomorrow. The White House has effectively been fortified and streets will be shut from 6 a.m. with the call out for one million people to march on the streets of the capital. The mayor has called for soldiers to be called out of the area ahead of the event. In total, 7,600 soldiers and officers have been deployed in DC, including 1,700 active duty troops in reserve based around the capital. We don't think that soldiers should be in the nation's capital uh, patrolling or policing streets. Uh, we've made that formal request to the White House. But the president is standing 
standing firm, defending his handling of the protests, invoking George Floyd's name in a bizarre comment today. Donald Trump was effectively doing an economic victory lap, touting the latest jobs report, which exceeded economists' expectations when he said it's a great day for equality. Hopefully George is looking down right now and saying there's a great thing that's happening for our country. There's a great day for him. It's a great day for everybody. This is a great day for everybody. This is a great, great day in terms of equality. And while thousands are set to descend on Washington, D.C., tomorrow it's expected that the president will leave the city, spending the day away from the White House. 57 riot police in the state of New York have resigned in protest. They say they're disgusted by the suspension of two of their own who were caught on camera pushing a 75-year-old peace activist to the ground. The man's head cracked when he hit the footpath and police walked on as he lay bleeding. The video of the incident has gone viral, sparking widespread condemnation. In Los Angeles, police have been accused of firing rubber bullets into the face of a homeless man in a wheelchair who wasn't even taking part in protests. The incident is under investigation. Don't go to Australia. That's the message from Beijing to the people of China. The Chinese government says there's been a spike in racism and violence against Asians in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. Olivia Leeming has more for us from Canberra. Olivia, how's our government responded? Well, Ange, the government has fiercely rejected claims of a spike in racism towards Chinese visitors after the Chinese government issued a statement advising its citizens not to travel here, insisting there's been an alarming increase in violence against Chinese people in Australia, fuelled by coronavirus. But the Deputy Prime Minister says those claims are false. Here's some of what he had to say. There hasn't been a wave of outbreaks of, uh, of violence against uh, Chinese people. Uh, I don't know uh, why this has uh, uh, been stated. Australia is a very welcoming, very multicultural country and it will continue to be that. Australians treat everyone well. It's a great country to visit and uh, everyone is welcome here. Analysts claim the travel warning is further retaliation against Australia for pursuing an independent investigation into the pandemic, increasing tensions with Beijing, China having already targeted our beef and barley exports and refusing to take calls from Australian politicians and diplomats. While overseas travel is unlikely to resume for quite some time, the tourism industry warns that a drop in Chinese visitors down the track would have a significant impact on its recovery, potentially wiping billions of dollars from the Australian economy, Ange. A truck driver has been reunited with a man who rescued him from a terrifying crash in Melbourne. Jeff Clark slammed into a petrol station and was saved by a Good Samaritan whose identity remained a mystery until now. Cassie Zervos has the story. Truck driver Jeff Clark says he owes his life to a stranger who rescued him from what he's described as the most horrific ordeal of his life. Today, Mr Clark and Blake Henderson were reunited for the first time since the devastating smash. Thanks to you, I'm here and a hell of a lot better for it, mate. Footage obtained by 7 News shows Mr Clark slowing and preparing to turn into a BP when he was clipped by a B-double. The 61-year-old instantly lost consciousness and smashed into a petrol bowser. 300 litres of fuel started leaking onto the ground. Despite the risk, that was the moment Mr Henderson rushed out from the service station and ran over to the wreckage, risking his own life. I was there for 
I don't even know how long it felt like a minute Burrick and would have been about 10, 15 seconds. And I'm just like, please don't go up, please don't go up. <laughs> Incredibly, Mr Clark only suffered a broken wrist and a few broken ribs. He's described Mr Henderson as his very own hero. Yeah, there must have been someone up there looking after me, I think. I'm not yeah. religious or anything like that, but definitely someone up there was looking after me. Mr Clark says he won't be buying a lotto ticket. He believes he's already struck his ultimate luck and that was being able to walk away from something that could have been a complete disaster. The new prime suspect in the Madeleine McCann case is now being investigated over another little girl's disappearance in Germany. The convicted sexual predator is already in prison and both German and British police are now trying to build a case against him. Hugh Whitfield has been following developments from London. The German media has dubbed her the German Maddie. Inge Gericker, a five-year-old girl who went missing from a family barbecue in Germany in 2015. Police there now are considering whether she was also taken by 43-year-old Christian Bruckner, the new prime suspect in the disappearance of Madeleine McCann. Police in Germany say they don't have enough evidence to lay charges against the convicted pedophile in relation to Maddie's disappearance, yet they're still building their case. Bruckner has travelled backwards and forwards between Portugal and Germany for years and has served jail time on multiple occasions. Right now he's in prison for drug offences but has also been convicted of rape but is appealing. It's more than 13 years since Madeleine McCann disappeared. Bruckner was living in Pride de Luge at the time. The decision to go public by police here in Britain and in Germany this week appears to have paid off. Hundreds of people have called in or emailed with information. Firefighters have spent the day battling a huge blaze at a warehouse in California. The warehouse belongs to e-commerce giant Amazon and was filled with millions of dollars worth of stock. Have a look at these pictures. They show the extent of the damage. Not a single portion was spared with walls and the roof collapsing. It's not clear what started the fire. Officials have not reported any injuries. We have a rather prickly rescue to show you now out of the UK. A hedgehog found itself in deep water in Devon in southern England. A swimmer jumped in and scooped up the animal, carrying it safely to shore. Although a little shaken, the hedgehog was OK. After being hauled up the cliff in a bucket, it was eventually released back into the wild, well away from the sea.